everybody. Welcome to another episode of Happy Cast with Ben and Brian. I'm Ben. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, Wait. Man. It's been a while, Ben. I'm rusty. I, I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. Um, okay. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Oh, no. All right. Oh, take three. Uh, I forgot. Take three. You jumped ahead. You jumped oh. ahead. All right. Take, take three. We got it. Third time's a charm. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Cast with Ben and Brian. I'm Brian. This is Ben. Stay happy. Although I guess I can't definitively say it's new. I don't know when you're listening to this. Um, you know, you could be in like some kind of future post-apocalyptic world, and it's actually very old, like a like a relic of the forgotten times. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I listen to it while I'm editing it, so it's used. It's a used podcast. Sure. I mean, I guess all podcasts are new or used. Not. <laughs> I guess all podcasts <laughs> are used because, yeah, I mean... Whoever edits it, they're they're the first one. They they get to break the seal. So sorry, you don't get a new podcast unless you listen live. Let's do live shows, can we, Brian. Can we do a feature where um, we just have a running count so people know how many people listened before them? It's like you're the twelfth person to listen to this episode. That I don't know how we would do that. We'd have to get some kind of programmer in on that and like count the downloads, I guess, and change the audio file every single time. But if you change the audio file, that makes them the first to listen to that version. All right. It's like the whole, well, was it Theseus's ship? Is that, is that what it's called? Where if you change it, is it still the it, same thing? Sure. If you replace every single part, is it the same ship? Have did we listened to the same thing? Uh, it's, it's everywhere. It's one of those things that everyone knows. Or, I mean, everyone's heard of, it's, probably. Well, it's one of those things that I, I, had, I knew about and I'd heard about it, but I, I heard like a very lengthy podcast about it recently, so I didn't know. No, I haven't heard that. It's just the thing I remember sometimes. Because it's also okay. an axe or a hammer, I think, in some newer versions. Because not everyone has a ship. That's fair. Everyone has a hammer. Well, I mean, I don't know, Ben. I, I don't know how you would do it. I'm just the ideas man. You're, you're, you're the, the technical guy. You're, you're the one that crushes my dreams when I say something like, what if we do an episode of the podcast where it's a pinball machine? And you're like, well, I don't, what, what does that even mean? I don't, no, I'm saying, I don't let's know what do that it. means. No, okay, hold on. Speaking of hammers, uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary, can they yep. not find a hammer? Why do they have a whole song about if they could find a hammer, they would just hammer all day all around America? Just buy a hammer. I I, I didn't know that was a song. Is yeah. that is that? Yeah, if I had a hammer, parentheses, the hammer song. Okay, I believe you. Yeah, it's if I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning, I'd hammer in the evening, I'd hammer at supper time. If it's when ham- hammers wait. are on a bagel. <laughs> well, that's you evening. You can have hammers anytime. <laughs> exactly. And it's the whole, oh, like, if I had a bell, if I had a song, just go buy a hammer. You don't need to write a song about it. It's, oh, hammers aren't, it, aren't expensive. Is it about, is it about a variety of things that they wish they had? It's only three things. Hammer, bell, song. And then it says, oh, I have a hammer. Oh, the hammer of justice, the bell of freedom. Oh, shut up, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Not oh, sure. I mean, okay. It comes together now. That sounds like a, like a folk song. Still. I mean, hammers aren't expensive. I, 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 eh, you know, bulk music, man, bulk this, music. This episode sponsored by Big Hammer. I pronounced the L in folk. Am I wrong for that? Well, I pronounced the N in government. Okay. All right. See, that's why, uh, that's why we get along so well, Ben. I've always wondered, and now I know. I pronounce the C in macaroni. I mean, the C's not silent. I pronounced the G in lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> I think you used it on the wrong side. Oh. You say lasagna, lasagna, bazinga. <laughs> I no. 
<laughs> uh, confession time. Here's what I got. Uh, I watched the trailer for Young Sheldon, and it looks it looks okay. It looks fine. It's a single camera, like Wonder Years style show that's not the Big Bang Theory, and I might watch it. I don't know. I know very little about it. I feel like I should watch the original before I watch the prequel. <laughs> you have to watch all ten seasons <laughs> of the Big Bang Theory. That, that way you can understand what's going on. What if it's like foreshadowing? Yeah, you know, maybe. I mean, well, it's one of those things where you know, maybe maybe that's some some people's first exposure to the universe of the Big Bang Theory, like how Vince Gilligan, Breaking Bad creator, keeps insisting. That there are people that watch Better Call Saul that haven't seen Breaking Bad. I don't believe him, but maybe. Maybe they're out there. He doesn't know. He's like, oh, gee, uh, you know, there are people out there, and they uh, they come talk to me. My Vince Gilligan's almost Kermit the Frog. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Hi-ho, Vince Gilligan here. I can see the comparison, though. I think you'd be flattered by it. Tell him. I will, if Wait. I ever see Vince Gilligan. <laughs> this, is, this is a podcast, isn't it? It is. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's uh, get this show on track and go forward to the happy hour. It's happy, hour happy hour is the part of the show where we talk about the thing that is making us most happy for the week, Ben. Huh? What is your happy hour? There is too much. I don't know. Uh, well, as people who listen to this know, I work in an escape room. And now we may be starting up Trivia Nights, a Murder Mystery Dinner, and a scavenger hunt. A big scavenger hunt around town, like a weekend-long event kind of thing. Man, you, you're building a nerd empire. And by we're working on that, what I really mean is I am creating all of that stuff because the owner thinks that it'll be a good idea. And now I think, oh, that'll be awesome, that'll be fun. But I also think, oh no, I have a lot of stuff to do. You're the you're like the what's your what's your title? Are you the creative director? That is how I that's what I've been calling myself in terms of the murder mystery dinner because I mean his job is to figure out how to make it make money. My job is everything else. I think you I think it would be a very bold move for you to just have a bunch of business card printed business cards that say Ben Cobb, Clue Masters, creative director, and just start handing them out. I, I am making the new room and it is almost done. It's really close. Uh, I had to take one of the boxes home to fix it. I'm playing with a screwdriver now just because it's fun. But the puzzle seemed good so far. I think so. I did it. I don't know. I hope so. Everything's working, though. Not broken. And it works. Anyway, so murder mystery dinner. I That's, found out. Yeah, that sounds... I, I've never been to one. I have no idea how those work. I'm curious to learn. Well, I think you will find out in the next 40 minutes. Oh, that's a long time. No, probably, probably not that long. If you want to hear that story, buy our tapes off our Patreon. I will send you a VHS tape of me telling the story of Murder Mystery Dinner. But it's not its not even like the video. You kept the cap on the, the camcorder. It's just your voice. Well, it's pointed up at the ceiling. You can see like my forehead and like the popcorn ceiling. But that's mm-hmm. it. That sounds delicious. It sounds a lot more delicious a, than it is. A popcorn ceiling? I mean, I haven't tasted it. But I assume. I mean, you should probably butter your popcorn ceiling before you do try it. Well, if you can find a way to get butter on the ceiling reliably, I will do that. I'll work on it. 
So murder mystery dinner. I was I was told one day. All right. By the way, this all stemmed from me saying, "Hey, I think we should do a local trivia night." Okay, Ben. Write a murder mystery dinner in October and also one in November. I don't I don't really see the correlation how you get from one to the other. All right. Well, what happened was there, he found a location or venue in town for uh, for our whole trivia night. It's this sort of outdoor but indoor stage bar restaurant thing mm-hmm. downtown uh, sure. I, i've never been there it's called the sound room but, like it's sort of inside but like some of the walls are just iron gates with a ceiling so it's also outside i don't know anyway he talked to her about it apparently they have the second best sound system in fort smith and they have like a huge screen so i'll be using all of that stuff for me talking and asking questions and everything well apparently during this meeting it somehow it came up that you know murder mystery dinners, and she, uh, the owner of the sound room loved the idea, and she suggested how about October, uh, we could do it as a big Halloween party before a band that plays. They get a lot of bands to play there, mm. and uh, she requested a zombie theme, and so I was told all of this at a casual meeting at a coffee shop with my boss. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. While also thinking, oh, no, what am I... Stop, Ben, stop! What's wrong with you? Sounds like you're really getting in over your head, Ben. Sounds like a lot of work. You've never been to a murder mystery dinner. What are you doing? You don't even know how they work. I don't even know those words. Do you have to murder somebody? I think so. I have to find a willing person. But then it's assisted suicide, not murder. Oh, sorry. I guess. Well, yes, yeah, that that does sound technically correct. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to go to an assisted suicide mystery dinner. That doesn't sound as fun. No, I mean it, it does seem a bit grim. Or a brunch. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but brunch seems like the proper venue for that. But not dinner. Well, uh, so I told my boss this, and he said, "Okay, we'll find one somewhere nearby, and we'll go check it out." Closest one I could find was three hours away in Oklahoma City, so he bought the tickets, and I drove three hours with my boss there, three hours Ooh. with my boss back. <laughs> did you did you drive or did your boss drive? He drove his truck. And oh, nice. Yeah, it was big and like it. Was, there are there's separate heating and cooling for both seats, including Ooh. the vents. The seats can cool. It was magic. Anyway. That wasn't the, that wasn't the important part. That was just a oh hey I'm trapped in a vehicle with my boss for three hours. What am I supposed to talk about? And what did you talk about? Did you learn a lot about each other? We find common ground. He asked about like me and Megan. Uh, he told me about his life growing up, and that was like a whole long story. But it was a lot about music, which was interesting because I know very little about music. But we talked a lot about that, and then mostly ideas for the business in our different areas that we're working on coming up. Mm. Well, we finally got there. Uh, it's called the dinner detective, by the way. So if you're in the U S there, it's a chain. There's probably one near you. Oh, is it like a uh, medieval times, but for murder sort of, except different. It's, it's smaller scale. Uh, the tickets are expensive. It's like $60 a person. Ooh. And you can pay more if you want to be a sort of character in it. So, uh, also you need to dress like normal or just business casual, I think is what it was. <clears throat> and so, by the way, th- I didn't really think about how this isn't my world that I'm stepping into. Uh, I'm, I'm the, hey, let's go eat it at Olive Garden. 
not usually that, hey, let's go to well, it's basically a dinner party at the Hilton and have a four-course meal. Oh, I didn't even think about that, your your food preferences. How, how was the food? Well, that Did you... was interesting. Well, first we Did got... You... Oh, sorry. Salads. I know you love salads. Oh, there had to be a salad there. Oh, I'll get to the salad. I'll get to that <laughs> one. <laughs> well, first we, we got there, and there's this whole Oklahoma paradox that I have a theory of, where no matter where you are in Oklahoma, the word the uh, the roads are being worked on, but they're also terrible, all the time. It's somehow both. Just perpetually under construction, but never getting better. Yes, that is what the roads are like there. Well, we got there, and he drives this big truck. The only parking garage nearby was a 6'6 height, and that was too low for his thing. Also, the 6'6 height bar or whatever was down like halfway, so only small cars could get in. It was Mm. not even 6'6. So we had to go to the valet, which was my first experience ever with a valet. How was it? Uh, I didn't really talk to him at all, so it was fine. But it was weird that we just left it there, and then it was gone. And then we walked into the Hilton, where it was very fancy, and chandeliers were everywhere. There's a there they had a little thing of free water that had like berries floating in it. There was a weird, like disturbing painting on the wall, and beneath it there was an old lady sipping tea, with like a dog on a leash, and waiters kept coming over and like giving her more tea. And she it seemed like she was like, a really rich lady who was spending time there. And then we saw a bunch of people in suits and cocktail dresses, and I was like, oh, God, I am way underdressed for this. <laughs> what were you wearing? Uh, well, I was wearing my Clue Masters t-shirt with a button-up over it buttoned up so you couldn't tell. I wanted to be casual or comfortable for the for the ride. And a pair of jeans with a said was okay on there, and some black shoes. But it turned out those cocktail dresses and suits, they were there for a wedding. Okay. But it was <laughs> scary when I first got there. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Well, we got upstairs. They said, uh, or the lady running it said, okay, everyone, write down a fake name. You cannot use your own name. If your name's Marty, write down, or, or if your name's Martin, write down Marty McFly, for example. That, wait, no, that's... No, you're supposed but, to. Wait, but that's not different enough, though. If your name's Martin, Marty is just a, like a derivative version of your actual name. That's like, if your name's Ben, write down uh, Benny, Benjamin Benny, Franklin. Benny Hill, is that how it works? You could do that. That That's fine. It just can't be your full real name. That's has to be a little can, bit different. Can it be completely different? Like um, like the fake name I use whenever I order food? What's that name? Billy McGill. Yep, you could do that if you wanted to. Although, also, that's I'm also guilty of the exact thing I was criticizing them for because that's a, a variation of my actual name. Oh, yeah. So don't do that. But you can write down anything. Me, for example, can you guess what I put down? Uh, let's see. Your your fake name was Michael Blake. It was Molten Panther. Oh, really? Yeah, I went with that. That's pretty good. What about your boss? He was having trouble. He went with Pete. J- just Pete? <laughs> just Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote down. Well, he kept asking for like, oh. names from the Clue Masters. Like, you could be the Clue Master. Give him names from different rooms. That's it. Then he went with Peter Pan. Then changed it to just Pete. What? Uh, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm you know digging for too much information, uh, you know, let me know. Is his actual name Peter? His name's Jeremy. Okay. He went with Pete. Uh, <clears throat> so. There was like eight tables in the room plus a bar that you could go get drinks from. But like no last name though. How about no last name? Just Pete. Pete Wrigley. Let's go with that. Pete Wrigley. 
Well, we ended up. All right, we, we went to our table in the far corner. We got a, a, a table against the window so we could watch the whole thing. Since we were really just there for research. And uh, I like to say it was also part of my birthday present because it had been within 30 days. Okay. But we sat next to this guy who I think was there alone. And he was like just scribbling in a notepad, writing notes about everything that he'd been doing so far. That was kind of weird. And his name was Pete Rose. I thought it was pretty clever because it was like Pete Rose, but Rose because Pete Rose was an alcoholic. Oh, okay, yeah. No, and I thought that, that was pretty good. That was all yeah, right. And the, since he was scribbling notes of everything that was going on, I thought that guy is either an actor trying a little bit too hard. I mean, he had a clever name, so that seems kind of already more clever than anybody else here. Or he's so into it, he's taking notes on everybody and came prepared with a name. Wasn't sure which one. Uh, at our table, we were also seated with, uh, there was a Shaggy that did look a little bit like, uh, what's his face, that plays Shaggy. Uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he looked a little bit like him, which was kind of weird. Uh, there was uh, a lady whose name was the Black Cat. There was a Dr. Mario at our table. Nice. Uh, early on, I found out we had to mingle, which is when I got started getting terrified. I'm like, oh no, wait a second. We all have to stand up and talk to each other and ask these sample questions to can you know get a feel out of who's bad and all of that. So my job, or what I chose to do, was stand kind of near my chair and just look around the room suspiciously. Like I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Mostly I just didn't want to talk to anybody. Uh, people came to talk to me, and then I was fine. I just don't approach people. Oh, excuse me, I have hiccups now. I don't approach people. So I met at Carmen San Diego. Mm -hmm. uh, her favorite movie was Home Alone 2, so I asked her if that's because Kevin McAllister is also often lost, like Carmen San Diego is. Pretty good. Uh, multiple people, one of the sample questions is, what's your favorite movie? So people would ask me, and all I could think of was a movie that I had watched like a couple weekends ago. And it's not a good answer for where I was. I even told them that. I said, well, it's a bad answer, but Clue, which is literally a murder mystery dinner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So everyone's suspicious of me because of that. They would ask what I do. And uh, my answer was usually I lock people in rooms. Nice. And then uh, there was this one lady. Her name was Sophia. Her name was Sophia. And she said she was an Italian nurse. She didn't sound Italian. She was very suspicious of me. She like she was trying to get every single detail. Like, where is your restaurant or where is your escape room located? What street? What town? What's the zip code? Uh, what are all three of your rooms? Oh, you're making a new room? Tell me the whole plot of that one. What are the puzzles in that room? She was going too hardcore. I mean, to be fair, I mean she should stop at a point because that's a very elaborate backstory for you to have made up whole cloth. Yeah, and I was answering pretty fast. <laughs> Uh, there was one lady, I heard Sophia asking someone else, like, why she was in the area. And, like, oh, I was here for a family. Like, okay, where do your family live? The South. South what? Oh, South Oklahoma City. Okay, where South Oklahoma City? Oh, the Southeast. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to write her down. That's She's pretty bad at lying. Uh, I met a Kate Upton who said she was a model. I guess mm -hmm. because she just was role-playing Kate Upton, I guess. There was a Ryan Seacrest that I met. Uh, he looked basically like Santa Claus, except I guess in his everyday wear. Sure, sure. I bet a Han Solo, Everyday. and I I gave I wished him condolences for his death. <clears throat> and, Spoilers, Ben. Come on. Oh, sorry. Uh, I met a uh, Light Yagami, 
character from Death Note. That was like a 12-year-old kid. Oh, I didn't expect there to be children at the dinner party. There was child at the dinner party. Oh, just a singular? Did the child come alone, or was he accompanied by an adult? His dad was Han Solo. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so uh, anyway, force mingling's over. We sat down. Oh, by the way, force uh, mingling like like in Star Wars, like you guys were like levitating X wings and stuff like that. We we were doing that too. Han Solo, he was using the force. It was kind of weird. What? That's ah, as a as a Star Wars nerd, I I can't I can't stand by and let that happen. It's possible. Anyway, they had tree past hors d'oeuvres, which was weird. These midi chlorians are way too low. I've never been to a place with tray past hors d'oeuvres. Well, I don't even know what those words mean in that order. Uh, hors d'oeuvres passed around on trays by a waiter. Oh, I thought, I thought, you know, tray, I thought it was like three and then like past, <laughs> like they were, like they were old, like three, three old hors d'oeuvres. I thought that's what mm. you were saying. <laughs> we would all share them, all 80 of us. <laughs> no, they were like waiters with carrying trays around with, I don't know what it was. I didn't eat any. Well, then, like, the cops came in, and uh, a character died. By the way, the character was the one who was bad at lying about where her family was from. So there went that whole idea that I had. Uh, then came the salad. Uh, it was, let's see, frizzy, F-R-I-S-E-E. Don't know what that is. Marinated chickpeas, grape tomatoes, radish, shaved cucumber, barrel-aged feta cheese, grilled hearts of palm, and apple cider vinaigrette. I, I can get down with that. That sounds okay to me. Uh, I tried the thing that looked like it came off a shrub, and it was okay. It tastes like I'm eating a leaf, though, not like eating any kind of food. But then I found the cucumber slices, or sha- shavings, I don't know. It was like they cut someone cut the cucumber the wrong way, is what it looked like. Okay, like they were like like straws, like no, they were long. Like this, yeah, they were like lengthwise instead of in slices. Mm-hmm. I ate those; okay. and those were delicious. Oh yeah, no, I'm a big cucumber fan, so those were good. I can. <laughs> there was more mystery, but this whole time, like uh, occasionally, the detectives would go to different tables and talk to people, and sometimes you could tell that they were probably actors. Sometimes you could tell that they were people who paid for the suspect experience. Where they get a couple lines and just act kind of suspicious, and some are just random people who they pulled out to make fun of and or have fun with, make them do silly things. <clears throat> well, uh, the, occasionally there were clues that were found, and they were laminated and passed around to everybody on every table. So I took a picture of each one so I could just review them whenever I wanted. I was kind of piecing it together as I went. <clears throat> I was pretty sure that the murderer was someone whose screen name was Spider Man. In the plot line. Okay. And so that was a key clue that I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, then, But every between every entree, there is more, I guess, the acting happening. So, or between every course, there we go. The entree, I chose chicken. It was cornmeal crusted chicken breast, Cajun cream gravy, roasted corn relish, butter smashed redskin potatoes, and chef's selection of seasonal vegetable. That was pretty good. I didn't get the blackened tilapia or the grilled eggplant, though. Ooh, I would have, I would have tried the grilled eggplant. That sounds okay to me. And then there was New York cheesecake, which was delicious. <clears throat> but uh, so I, I was figuring it out. All right, so the guy who's writing a lot, <clears throat> he got pulled up one time by the host or the detective or whatever, and he had, he was taking pictures. 
of the room, and they noticed that. So they got his attention. <coughs> Sorry, got his attention. And uh, he said he's a reporter for a local newspaper. It's actually his first time getting to report on it, but they wanted him to write about and like review this place, which is why he's taking so many notes and everything. I was immediately suspicious because, one, why are newspapers hiring on new people to write? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, because, yeah, because it's a booming industry and they just can't hire enough people to to work at newspapers. Well, and second, why would they be reviewing a murder mystery dinner that's been around for three years? Ah, there you go. They would have already reviewed it. So is it cheating that I figured out half of it logistically and half of it story-wise? Oh, is that not an intentional clue? (laughs) I I don't think it is. Hmm. That's just me, like, my logic, like, that doesn't make sense. That's dumb. I think that's fair game. They should have done a better job of covering their tracks. Story-wise, I think he was supposed to be that. It just didn't actually make sense. Uh, Also, Spider-Man, he works for a newspaper, and so does this guy. Spider-Man is Peter Parker. This guy is Pete Rose. And everyone else who's been an actor or some kind of character in it has used part of their real name as part of their name tag name. Or part of their character name, part of their name tag name. Because the one that died, her name was Hopeful Harley on her name tag, but her name was Harley Harrison as a character. And there were two other ones like that. And so that's maybe a cheating way to figure it out? I don't know. And uh, the the Pete Rose or whatever, he didn't get his chicken. He was up talking to other people. His excuse is he was trying to like, get information about like how they felt about it, and he was writing it down, taking notes and everything. And uh, they didn't give him his, his entree. And then he came back, and they go, what, they, they forgot my food? This is weird, what? And so he, he finally got someone to give it to him, but it only arrived when it was time for the next acting part to happen. So he was mingling during the food and eating during the acting he didn't have to be a part of. Uh. Also, if he was reviewing it, and they already knew that story-wise, they would have given him someone else's food just because sure. he was reviewing it. They would, have, they would have given him preferential treatment. They want to make sure he gets the full, best version of the experience. So that, I thought either he's just lying in general, or he's an actor in this in some way. And it, it happened a couple times like that. And, that, and he's like, oh, it's so weird. I'm forgetting my food. Uh, <clears throat> I, I was pretty sure he was Spider-Man after a while, or the character, whatever. His screen name is Spider-Man. So once I realized he was the killer, I started sort of taunting him. Like, one time, he was like, oh, yeah, uh, this, this shirt, it's really good for indoor and outdoor wear. And he was going on about a shirt. And I said, oh, is that, uh, does, it, does it help you when you're swinging webs around the city? And he's like, what, what do you mean? And then later on, he just looked at me during something else, and I made the Spider-Man web-slinging hand, or the web-shooting hand motion. And I went, Pfft. and I pointed at him, and he just looked at me again, like, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> did, no you, did you slow nod at him? Like, mm-hmm, I, I know. At, I looked at him and smiled, like, eh? <laughs> he just kind of looked at me like, ugh. Uh, I, I kind of kept doing that. He started acting crazy on purpose near the end because he knew that our whole table was on to him because I kept teasing him about it, I think, basically. Uh, after, and at the end, you all write down your information sheets on who you think did it and why. And if you write down whoever has the most detailed explanation, they win something best mystery solver or something and so uh, we turned our whole table had finally turned our sheets in and we were going around the table trying to say who we voted for and why 
what clues we'd gotten together. And it came to me, and I I kind of held off saying who it was. I just connected all of the dots from all the evidence. The people around the table were like, oh, I had that one, or I had that part. It felt like uh, Hercule Poirot at the end of one of Agatha Christie's mysteries. Or, I guess, Psych. What happened to Psych at the end. Or, you know, the whole closing statement of, here's all of the reasons why I know this person is the one that did it. Uh, I Even after I went through the story beats... I went through the reasons about how the food didn't arrive at the right time and the names being all matched up. I said the <laughs> names thing, and even the guy who I thought was a killer said, dang! Like, <laughs> I don't think he expected that one. But I added all of that on my answer sheet, and then I ended up winning. <laughs> I, I won Grand Mystery Solver. And uh, I was pretty happy because I guess it proved to my boss, see, I should be writing it. Mm-hmm. If I were well, wrong, it would be really bad. <laughs> yeah, that would have been embarrassing. But it sounds like a very triumphant moment for you. It was. I and, want a t-shirt, a mug, and a free pass. And it, it seems like a very valuable experience because you know how not to do that now. They, they made several mistakes that you can learn from. Exactly. And the, all right, ours is going to be zombie-themed. And I don't want it to be just like that with actors playing throughout the room that sometimes get up and do their own thing. Like, the Ryan Seacrest guy that looked like Santa, he was an actor who was a character in the thing who died at some point. He got stabbed in the kitchen, I think. Right in this kitchen. But, uh, <laughs> his friend, who was also another actor, uh, tried to like encourage him to get up and sing songs in public or whatever. And so he started singing What Does the Fox Say and started dancing around the room. I'm like, that guy is an actor. A random dude wouldn't be this outgoing <laughs> about that. Kind of weird. But uh, So we're not going to do it like that, but we also don't want to do it like the casual dinner parties do that you can throw yourself like on the office happened once. Oh, right. Yeah, those. We're not going are... to with that one either. Since you're the creative director, are you also in charge of the food? So no salads, and it's going to be all uh, Dr. Pepper wishes and macaroni dreams. Oh, that'd be amazing. And don't forget chicken fingers. You can't forget chicken fingers. I'm not doing the food. That's good. I think the venue's doing that. But we're thinking like meaty foods like wings and sausages. I don't know. Finger, finger meats. Finger meats. So that way if, like, it feels zombie-ish. I don't know. Uh, we have this whole thing where people can pay extra to be a zombie or to be a zombie victim. So it's not who killed somebody, it's who let these zombies in. It's messing up our safety. The thing is, I am probably going to have to play the detective cop character, the Mm -hmm. Rick Grimes type character, I guess, where I have to push the story (gasps) along, uncover clues. I'm not doing an accent. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what you were going to ask. Yeah, As creative director, I'm directing myself to not do that. But I have to write the mystery and then act in the mystery. And I have to do work where I go to the tables and say, hey, you, stand up. Let's make you do silly stuff. And I don't <laughs> yeah, want to no, do that. <laughs> that seems awful. But you know, uh, you could outsource it. I think, uh, I you? think your, your sister would be very good at that. No, she would be the opposite of very good. I would I would attend that murder mystery party. I think that would be fun. What if you are what if I was Rick Grimes type character and you could be Dale? Who's who, I mean is, is Dale going to be the 
the killer, the quote killer in your scenario? Nah, I have no idea. You'll I be, be the, the other one who I talk to back and forth. That'd be cool if you were the killer too. And I want to I wanna name my character. My character's named Red Herring. That's uh, me, Red Herring. I probably do want to have a character named that, like a pup named Scooby-Doo. Of course. That's my, that was my first exposure to uh, the term Red Herring. I think me too, actually. As, as was all children of the 1990s. That show was so good. Still is. Yeah, underrated, underrated. It's... There was also like a Baby Flintstones type show that wasn't very good. No, that was... Flintstones Kids. That was just normally rated. Rated the way it should be, but I see. I'm gonna have to have at least one other person to talk to, to have the humorous banter. And who better to write and perform humorous banter with than the one I already do that with? You. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No. I, I'll. I would be glad to uh, help in any way possible. Good. Now to show up and write it for me. Mm, I don't. That sounds like a lot. You're asking a lot from me. But yeah, happy hour. I won that thing and it was pretty cool i was pumped the whole ride home and like the whole table like looked at me like yeah good job ben you're a genius that's how it felt probably not sounds fun i'm not a genius i just noticed stuff and wrote it down but it was cool i rambled on too long but i had that story and i wanted to say it before i forgot it yeah, no, it you know I, I it's fresh and uh, I you know I've never been to one. I didn't know how they worked, so I, I was very interested in it. So well, thank if, you for sharing. I look if, forward to hearing about your your one that you're putting together. Next time you're here, we can go I'll t- instead of Megan. I'll take you and we will go to the four course meal and watch it. And then you can write. It's the same story, so you write down all of the same information about the story, and uh-huh. you'll win another one. <laughs> No, yeah. Can you do that? Can you can you just like put on like a fake mustache and come back another time? Maybe uh, I could. No. What if I went with the exact same name as the killer? I'd show up as Pete Rose. Oh, and then you also you try to like also lead people to believe that you're the killer? I'm yeah, also, sure. I also bring in the notepad and do all of that stuff. And uh instead of uh you know, the Spider Man thing, instead of Pete Rose, you play off of uh who's the other current spider-man his name's like miles something or another davis yeah miles davis the new spider-man <laughs> photoshop challenge someone do that what if oh they did, all right i found out afterwards because the the boss wanted to talk to the people who were running it so he could find out all the information they were surprisingly open about it i but, think they would be very protective of their trade they, I would. None of them were the owner of it, and we were oh. we're three hours away from them, and they knew that. So I guess they figured, you know, if we do one-time events, whatever. It sounded like they wanted to leave and do it on their own, too, because one of them said, like, uh, like contractually, we aren't allowed to make our own. <laughs> and then kind of kept going. They're all from a local improv troupe, the ones who actually perform it. <gasps> Does the troupe have a name? I, I did not ask that, but they had to leave oh. to go get to improv. But, uh, yeah, we're doing that in October and also November. November, Ooh. he wants to have one that's Who Killed Santa Claus. And I'm like, what What if there are a bunch of kids there? Who Killed Santa Also, uh, November is Thanksgiving. You should have a Thanksgiving murder. They're closed in December. So it's just to be yeah. like a late November right before December starts kind of thing. Does this indoor-outdoor venue is too cold for, for that outdoor I don't know, Ben. It doesn't really get cold anymore. I think cold is a thing of the past. I I hear it's making a comeback. 
I hope so. I hope so. Uh, we've uh, we've had some very very unseasonably warm winters here. I think it's been cold like three days this year. Three cold days. It's, I don't even own a jacket at this point. It's been annoying. But yeah, so I have that. I have trivia every Tuesday start or every first Tuesday of a month starting in August. Then I have a scavenger hunt, a weekend long scavenger hunt that I have to write in March. All right, Ben. You can be honest with me. You're among friends. Are you staging a coup? Are you trying to take over this company? No, see, that's what's weird. The guy who made most of the puzzles, it seems like he got a promotion that he... Are you? He's in my situation, except for, like, real money. Where at his real full-time job, he got a promotion that he accidentally got, and it was more than he expected it to be. And now he oh. doesn't have time for making puzzle escape room stuff. Uh, so now I'm doing that because I accidentally got too far into this more than I meant to. And I have bitten off more than I can chew, which is the same with my salad <coughs> because I can chew zero of it. I, I bit more than zero, but no, yeah. And the owner's like, I want to make a career out of this for you. Like, okay. Are you, are you like his protege? I think he sees himself as my mentor, but he's not really mentoring me in different stuff. It's more like we're sort of business partners where I make less money because I'm <laughs> the employee. <laughs> That's a bad deal, Ben. I hate to tell you. <laughs> no, I think I, you should I, renegotiate. I am making a cut of every ticket price. I, I know that for sure. The okay. thing is, the other his other business partners and Clue Masters, they're doing like zero work for this. But since they started the company, they still get the money. Yeah. Seems like at a certain point you're going to have to splinter off and form your own faction. He was telling me he wants me to be the face of the company at this point. I'm like, yeah, oh, God, that... no. No, that's way too much pressure. <laughs> like the mascot? Like your face is on the logo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're the Clue Master? I am it's Colonel me. Sanders level. <laughs> it, it, it becomes Clue Master's apostrophe S, like... You're you're the character. I am is the it, master. Is is it already that way, or is it plural? Uh, it's it's plural. Everyone who plays is a clue master. We are clue masters. So they should switch it over to be being singular possessive. You are the clue master. There is a singular no s one in Arizona that opened up about a year and a half after us. Oh. Hmm. And people have called the wrong one before. But uh, yeah, I don't want to be the face of the company. He said, like, he wants me to, people to see me around town and go, oh, you're that guy from Clue Masters. You're the Clue Master. I'm like, I don't want that. No, I don't want people to know who I am, even though I am now apparently acting in Murder Mysteries. Ugh. I mean, well, that seemed, yeah, okay, never mind. People know that you're the character. I, I would say that would kind of blow your cover if you're if you're trying to play this character, but people, it's very obvious that you're running the thing. Okay, I got yeah. you, I got you. And I am hosting the trivia nights coming up. And I guess they won't know me from the scavenger hunt, but there used to be this huge, they, like they would do it every few years at a local radio station, would give away like $50,000 or a car or something. A golden object, like an egg or a key or something, would be hidden somewhere in town. Like in the back of a park, in some woods or something. There are always rules about where it wasn't. And you would get clues that were really vague and you'd have to like kind of figure out where they are and the whole like town would be covered in people from all over neighboring states out looking for this thing. He wants to get to that level where I would have to write wow. that. 
I mean, it's, it seems like a lot for one person. Hashtag Bummer Patrol. But see, if you were here, Brian, you could co-write it. And I, I would, would give you a portion of a dollar. I would negotiate my own better deal. You might you might get one. I don't know. He says his job is to find people with talent and then use that talent to make money for both of us. Ha. But more money for him. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> he does have the business connections, which is kind of the important part for the money part of it. Yeah, no. I mean, otherwise you would just be like a hobbyist. I'd uh, do this trivia. For free. Yeah, trivia uh, escape room guy. But, uh, yeah. So I talked for way too long about that for one happy hour. But I guess it's been a while. We, this might be an extended episode. True, true. I mean, and maybe, you know, maybe we'll just do a happy bummer, no third segment this week, just because we have so much to cover. We do. I still have <clears> plenty <throat> more happies and bummers, but I'll save those. Well, we have many weeks ahead to hit that 100th episode, Ben. Who knows what terrifying things will happen to me by then all sorts of spooky things well my happy hour ben yes is uh, i think I've, t- I've told you this story before but i don't think it's been on the podcast so last halloween october 31st Ooh. oh thank you mm-hmm. yeah just in case you didn't know <laughs> yep no yeah it was on the 31st last year oh i wasn't and this sure year. I always forget the rules for when Halloween falls. Yeah, it's always. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I get a call. I wasn't really doing anything that day. I get a call from uh, some friends of mine. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they've got kids. Like, "Uh, we're going trick-or-treating with the kids. You should come hang out. I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. I'm not doing anything. I'll walk around. You know, that way I can see see what the kids are dressing up as these days. Maybe they'll be – some Star Lords, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. It's going to be huge. I didn't see any Star Lords, but that's fine. No, and um, but I, I I show up, I get to the place, and I, I walk up and meet him. And one one of their kids was dressed as as, as me. They're dressed as me for Halloween. Why? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Know, I didn't know this was happening. And I just walk up. And it's it's a thirteen year old kid, and he's wearing a uh, he's wearing one of one of these button up shirts that I own like half a dozen of, <laughs> and the big thick glasses and my uh, boater's hat, which I you know it's one of my m- most prized possessions is my Wait, boater's hat. He was wearing yours, not mine. It was, was a like, it was a costume. Ver- it was a costume version. Not and saying also, you have a giant head. I'm I do he has actually. A I it's, head. <laughs> it goes. Yeah, both are true. They're both factually accurate. My head is also big. No hats ever fit me. I don't know how I, to wear I, a cop dis- costume. I no, yeah, hats are difficult for me, man. I had to go to a haberdashery to get my boater's hat. Do you have a haberdashery? I do. Yeah, I've got a hat guy. <laughs> <laughs> do you walk in and go, like, oh, Brian? I've got to use some more hats. I don't know why he's Italian, but um, all haberdashers are Italian. Okay. Um, no, no. I mean, I haven't bought a second hat yet, but when I do, I'll go to my hat guy. And he'll know you. Mm-hmm. Ah, I sold you your hat. But, but yeah, oh, I forgot that part. When they call, they're like, yeah, you should come meet us here at this neighborhood. Uh, you should wear your hat. I'm like, why? Why would I wear my hat? It's a very <laughs> serious piece of clothing. It's not a costume. But I did wear it, so I'm there wearing my hat, and he has the hat on. And my 
honestly, my first gut reaction is like, I'm, I'm being made fun of. That's what I felt <laughs> like. like. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. It doesn't feel good that, uh, that I can be boiled down to a handful of affectations where it's like, oh yeah, the, you got the glasses and the hat. And Wait, the, are you still okay. talking about that? Or are you talking about the Twitter accounts that aren't you, but are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not talking about that yet. <laughs> like, oh, I hate being turned into a handful of affectations. Yeah. No. I mean, this was this was almost a year ago, Ben. I've I've since leaned into it. Maybe one of them is that kid. Because I had the realization. I'm like, oh, you know what? No, it's coming from a it's from a place of love. It's actually very flattering. You know, uh, Halloween costumes. You know, you could be Batman or a superhero or something. But this this kid's me. I'm like, all right, cool. I get it. And also, I should have seen it coming because, like, the week before. Uh, they were asking me a lot of questions about my glasses, and uh, I, I, you know, I'm an idiot because I, I was just like very excited to talk about my glasses. I thought they were just like very interested. I'm like, oh yeah, well my glasses, I got the frames for this reason, and this is a cool feature. It's got this keyhole nose piece. It's very masculine. That's very important. This and that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they had the right glasses too. I'm like, oh, that's a good, good, good eye for detail. The, he even had the keyhole nose piece. That is surprising. I don't even know what that is, and I've worn glasses forever. Mm-hmm. That's if I ever get another pair of glasses, they have to have the keyhole nose piece. Ben, what is the keyhole nose piece? Is that how you unlock your glasses from your face? Uh, <laughs> no, it's just where. Um, I'll send you a picture. It's it's just where the bridge of the nose it kind of expands out like a like the top of a keyhole. We'll post it on our Facebook page, just like all of the other things we say we'll post, but then don't. Sure, and I've got a picture of, of me and the kid dressed as me, too. Maybe we can put that on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I shouldn't have been surprised mm-hmm. by the story. I that <laughs> You're like, I've seen the photographic evidence. <laughs> so why are you saying this as a happy hour now and not several months ago? We weren't recording at the time. But we've recorded several since then. I forgot about it until, uh, until very recently. Because uh, I was thinking about Halloween, and I'm like, uh, you know what? This year, I'm going to be that kid. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and you're, he's going to cry. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I mean, this was like, I mean, that, that's why it was, it was kind of interesting, because this is very clearly like his last trick-or-treating, like dying, dying, <laughs> dying, dying breath of, of, of child, of child, uh, no, it was like the dying breath of like childhood Halloween, right? Uh, you know, he's 13, and it's like, well, you know, we're pushing it, but he's got a younger sister, this and that, where we were doing this. And... I remember, like, the last few times I went trick-or-treat, I kind of phoned it in. So that's I feel like that's what it was. Like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll be Brian. Okay. I, it, couldn't have been, it couldn't have been his idea. I guarantee you it wasn't his idea to be like, yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> my dad's friend. That's who I am. <laughs> you, the worst part about trick-or-treating is the forced mingling. Of course, the forced mingling. The <laughs> you have to go mingling. up the doors and start a conversation <laughs> with a stranger. It's the worst. I do hate it. Oh, uh, actually, I do know how they arrived at the idea to do this. They just found the hat at a costume shop. They're like, oh, yeah, this looks like Brian's hat. (laughs) You wear a costume hat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I do. (laughs) You don't wear a normal normal hat. You don't buy at a costume shop. I should get all of my clothes from a costume shop from now on. Well, to be fair, mine is obviously a much higher quality. His is a cheap knockoff of mine. Oh, you did go to an official haberdasher. No, can I? I mean, is it is it bad form for me to tell you how much I paid for this hat? No, you can tell me. Okay, I mean, just I mean, I'm in, I don't I'm not proud of it. I mean, I I feel like I overpaid for this hat, so I don't want the word getting <laughs> out. 
Uh, <clears throat> how much? I mean, well, what would you pay for it for a for a straw boater's hat? Probably nothing because I would don't wear hats. Okay, so but if you needed it. one, uh, if you needed one for your uh, murder diner, I would probably go to the used hat store mm-hmm. and buy That's it fair. for a dollar. Okay, I, I, maybe I should have done that then. Well, how much was yours? Uh, seven seventy-five dollars <laughs> for a hat. <laughs> it's a really nice hat, Ben. Was, was it custom fitted? I mean, it did fit. I did try on several hats, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is the perfect one for your, your the shape of your head and this and that." And it looks good. I looked at him like, "Oh, you're right. It does actually." I okay. I I'm sold. You believe him? I put, that's the problem. I, I put the hat on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah, um, for for a seventy-five dollar hat, sure. Because I was like, layaway. I don't have. I don't. I don't have seventy five bucks on me now. He's like, okay, well, you can put down this and come back. You know, like tomorrow. I'm like, all right, Plus I'll come interest. back and finish. I'll come back and finish paying off my hat. <laughs> oh, Brian. Yeah. Did no, you, next time you're in town, I'll take you. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> thankfully. I, I left my wallet. Oh, Brian. Um, next time you're in town, I'll take you to my haberdasher. Yeah. I wonder if I, oh, I wonder if there's one around town now. I know we have a Mexican ice cream shop, but that's not even the same. No, not even <laughs> at all. <laughs> but it's delicious. Okay, fair enough. That's you're just bragging then. I'm gonna Google hat store near me. <laughs> See if I can find uh, anything. So if somebody were to dress up as you for Halloween, Ben, what do you think they would wear? Depends if the dress is me casually or me from Clue Masters. Like as a character. Well, because if it's me from Clue Masters, I mean, I'm the face of the business. So that's probably the one they would choose. You're the, you're the mascot, yes. So course. it would be some t-shirt, some printed logo or nerdy-themed t-shirt with a button-up over it, but open up, to show mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm, I'm there for business, but I'm still cool and casual. <laughs> Mostly I wear it because it has a pocket that I can put things in while I do stuff. Pockets are very important. Well, because there's a remote control we used to turn the, start the TVs and like pause them and start their time and everything. And I don't want to forget it when I go into a room, so it's in my shirt pocket. Uh, jeans, a belt, and white tennis shoes. Oh, I I have no idea why, but I thought you said bell bottoms. Did you say bell bottoms? No, no. You said you said a belt. belt and white tennis shoes. And for some reason in my brain, that just translated into a white bell bottoms. And I'm like, does Ben wear white bell bottoms? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Now, I mean, you know, if you wanted to, you could. I could, but I don't. This is America, to. Ben. The only hat store I can find right now is like a chain called Lids. Oh, that's more like ball caps. Yeah. I'm sure you have a I mean, hat this... store somewhere. Uh, I talked to my, to my hat guy, and uh, he does... Uh, very fancy hats and busy season was uh like the week before easter he <laughs> sells a lot of season. easter hats <laughs> yeah that's when people need hats ben uh, no, it's the hatting season <laughs> hatting away there there are certain Whatever. there are certain times of the year where you need a special hat all times of year has different hats attached to them like the winter you need your winter hats so like you need your rainy hats and your sun hats <clears throat> Before I settled on the straw boater hat, which is the hat of my profession, that was a determining factor. Oh, really? Are you a barbershop quartet member? No, no. It's actually it's the first. It's the we butchers wore straw boater's hats. Yeah, it's a thing. Look at <laughs> it. Do you wear it at work? 
<clears throat> I have, yeah. <laughs> Will the straw get in the meat? No, I don't. I don't. I can't wear it um, in in production in the in the in the cutting room. But so why I, are... I do. I wear the hat. I walk in, and people are like, "Oh, nice hat there." And the um, older, older, older lady who works up front, she really likes it a lot. Um, she 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 loves me. She thinks I'm the best. She keeps saying that I look like uh, like young Christopher Reeves. I'm like, well, I'm glad you specified because Christopher Reeves is currently dead, and I wouldn't <laughs> want to look like current Christopher Reeves. You look just like him now. <laughs> I look like a skeleton. Is it actually called the cutting room? Yeah. Do you make cutting, cutting floor room. jokes? No, not never have. You should do that. <laughs> like, oh, you don't want to leave all that meat on the cutting room floor. Sweep up now. <laughs> Zing. Um, yeah, no, I can't tell you. Uh, sure, I mean, they're, they're meat jokes, Ben. Do you know the difference between uh, ground beef and lean ground beef? Uh, ground beef is a cow with no legs. I mean, close. You almost got it right. Uh, lean ground beef is a cow with two legs. Which two? It doesn't really matter. What if it had, like, diagonal ones? Oh, that's weird. How did it lose <laughs> legs diagonally? <laughs> I, some crazy person with a hat is chopping off legs. Mm. I mean, you, you know, there's no good, there's no good meat in the leg, Ben. Um, why do you know chicken legs? Or I, ham okay. hocks? Is hawk synonymous with leg? I thought hawk was like a thigh or leg thing. Uh, hawk is more of like a like a joint or a knuckle. Okay. Well, that's close to a leg. What about turkey yeah. thighs? Those are all legs. I, I mean, let's talk about cows specifically. Right. Beef knees. Oh man. I love a, I, I, a big old pot of beef knees. My, <laughs> just like, just like my grandma used to make. <laughs> so she's the one chopping legs off of cows. Yep. That's it. Um, <clears throat> But what, what? Do you have more hat questions? <laughs> yeah, have you named it? Uh, no, not yet. Should I? Is yeah. that a normal thing to do? Yeah, like name it, Frederick. Lucille. Oh, Frederick. Sorry, I, I've always my hat. I always thought of it as, as um as more <laughs> of a like a feminine hat. Child. Wasn't his Frederick? Wasn't Frederick's kid Frederick? Oh, it was. Yeah. I, I think of your hat as his kid. As son of Fraser. Yeah. Lilith, that's my hat, Lilith. Lilith the hat. Although my cousin, who you met on the podcast, uh, recently had a child, and he, yeah, Bigfoot, had another kid, and uh, he named it Lilith. He named it Lilith? (laughs) The child. (laughs) Children are things. (laughs) But hats are people. Yeah, yeah, I like hats. Uh, Did they go to the child store to get one custom made by an Italian man? I I don't... (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a real kid yet, but um, <laughs> hopefully, one, maybe, maybe one day, yeah, the Italian child maker. Yes. <laughs> Is that how babies are made? You just go to an Italian puppet maker <laughs> and have a little. I, you don't see enough marionettes around anymore, I guess. That's how. That um, what about Charles Marionette, the voice of Mario? Oh, oh speaking of Italians. Yesterday, or I guess a couple of days. <laughs> I, I, I know it's you, and I know this isn't the case, but that just speaking of Italians, like sent up so many red flags. I'm like, uh oh, something bad's about to be said. Okay, no, go ahead. No, I, I'm, a, I'm nice. I'm not racist. 
I'm just stereotypical. Like, all hat makers are Italian. Well, uh, yes, or a couple days ago, if you're hearing this, I, I tried to convince my sister that tally marks were named after an Italian man because he invented them. And they used to be called Italies, and then they became tally marks. Like, that sounds derogatory at that point. No, it was like some Italian man named Mark. His name was Marco. He invented tally marks. He didn't call them that. He called them Marcos. <laughs> they call they, they called them tally Marcos. <laughs> Italian Marcos. Yeah. And then it just got that... kind of cut down over time to tally over marks. Ta- yep. There you go. Did she believe you? She did for a second, I think, like early on. When I mentioned the Italian part, but then I kept going, and she thought it was, yeah, not real. Nah, you went too far. Okay, sorry. Sorry to go on about your hat. Your hat does look <coughs> cool, by the way. It's just really no, I... fun, because you have a hat guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah. And that's. I've never heard of anyone putting a hat on layaway. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm... I, uh, you know, I'm self-aware, Ben. I realize that it's a ridiculous thing to have happened. Um, we lead interesting lives. I didn't, you know, I, I'd never bought a hat before. I just didn't bring that much money with me. I wasn't prepared <laughs> to drop $75 on a hat. Then why did you? Why did, you, did he upsell you from, like, a different hat? Yeah, you know, the first hat I tried on, um, it didn't work for me. I, I'm like, well, I want to see this... Uh, I want to see this businessman Stetson. I want to look like Justified. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that doesn't work at all. <laughs> but like, was there like a, a different straw boat hat, but then you went with one that had power steering? It, it was more of like a size thing at that point. Yeah, there were uh, multiple hats that didn't fit. Okay. So was, was that one the only one that they had in your head size? That was the best-fitting hat for my giant melon of a head, yes. That was another factor. I'm like, oh, this hat's very comfortable and looks good. I'll buy it. I've never had a, I've never had a hat sit properly on my giant head before. See, all right, that's another reason you should be here. Wear that hat. People will think it's part of a costume because they've seen them in costume stores, apparently. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you could be a horror character. Just be like the butcher of zombies. Well, I don't like playing into those uh, unfortunate stereotypes. No, like no, that's your. I'm not saying that you eat the zombies, but that's like your method of weapon for killing the zombies. The zombie butcher. Yeah, you're a normal meat person during day hours, but at night you use your hatchets or whatever meat tools you use. I don't know. Not hatchets. (laughs) That's how you chop off the cow legs. Machetes. Yeah. Sure. Yes. So perfect. We got we got a character all nailed down. We're good to go. All right, we should probably move on to Bumper Patrol. Onwards to Bumper Patrol. Oh man! Oh man, Ben. Huh? It's the the the, the wind's really been been sucked out of my cells because. Time for Bumper Patrol. What's what's got you feeling down? I thought you were gonna say I went too far about your hat. No, Ben, that's my bummer patrol is you made me feel bad about my hat. <laughs> I went too far. You need some kind of like code word to say when I'm going too far about your hat. Okay, all right. How about the code word is stop? <laughs> what if you're just saying stop? What if you're like, oh, wait, there's a stop sign. I'm like, oh, I didn't even say anything about your hat, Brian. I, um... You know, that seems like, a, that seems like a, an edge case. I don't think that'll happen. 
I don't know. I feel like it would. I'm just saying, stop is the perfect code you word. It. It, there, there's no, there, there's no, there's no room for misinterpretation. What if you start singing? Uh, stop, hammer time. Hmm. Or stop, collaborate I'm... and listen. Oh, is uh, is um, nah, never mind. I want to make a joke about about Stop Hammer Time being a uh, sequel to the Peter Paul Mary song you were talking about earlier. <laughs> I was thinking that when I thought of that earlier, but I couldn't find a way to work it in, so I just stopped. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I also I was trying to find a, a way into that one, and it just didn't work out. Maybe he's also trying to have a hammer of justice. Mm-hmm. The Hammer freedom. Time of Justice. MC Justice Hammer. <sighs> anyway. Bummer Patrol. Bummer Patrol. Uh, so remember that time I told you about the the Taco Bell app and how it's a happy hour a while back, and then it was a bummer patrol a couple weeks ago. Boy, do I! Well, it's gotten worse. What? That's yeah. a dumber, bu- dumber, double bummer patrol. <laughs> dumber bubble also patrol. Dumber. <laughs> it's a dumber bubble patrol. So, uh, what what was I bummed about last time about it? So I don't remember uh, the same thing. There no, uh, they stopped doing coupons, and every time you click on the coupon section, they're like, nothing now, check back soon. And it's yeah. been like over a year. It's still like that, and it's gotten worse. Now, if I go to order a drink, Dr. Pepper is no longer listed. <laughs> what? Like, do they, they not serve it. it? No, they have it. I have to pick a fountain drink, and then they ask us, and I order that one. All of the other drinks are on there, but not Dr. Pepper. Mm. Also, it doesn't work anymore anyway. I've this tried, is broken at this point? I can't. Once I get to the paying part, I tried. I'm like, oh, error, try again. So I try again, and it's like, something's wrong with your card. I'm like, what? No, it's not. We have money. I checked. So I'll put in a new card. It's the same thing. Use the card there physically. It's fine. So now it's just totally not functional. It makes me really mad. <laughs> it's such, it's, it, it is a bummer. Because it started so strong, and then it's just gotten worse and worse. I think they should just pull it from the app store at this point. They should. It's it's annoying. It's a lot shorter of a bump patrol than my happy hour. But my bump patrol was probably forced mingling. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I've been doing a lot of work on the room, and it's almost done. But then something broke, and now I have it at home to fix it, and I have to fix it soon. But the thing is, some of the stuff that I'm waiting on to finish up, the owners have to do. They just haven't done it yet. And so I'm waiting around for them to finish so I can finish. So now it's time for the waiting game. Yep. And I just want to get it over with so I can focus on trivia night because I have to sometime soon design the answer sheets and note sheets and come up with a perfect round that everyone will enjoy. I believe in you, Ben. I think you can do it. I don't Don't let your dreams be dreams. (laughs) Buy a hat. No, I mean, people respect a man in a hat. That's all I'm saying. Depends on the hat. I mean, it's true. They're very silly hats. If you have like a, like a, like a jester's hat, that would not command a lot of respect. That man. No. <laughs> that, that that no, that doesn't scream respect. But they, well, they, you know, they're they're hats that people of stature wear. What if he's juggling like twelve balls at once? Would they respect him? They would probably respect him in spite of the hat at that point. Okay, they have to like just kind of cover up the hat. While they watch, mm-hmm. it'd be hard to cover up the hat, but not cover up the the balls arcing through the air. That would be tough. I think it can be done though. Anyway, so yeah, it's pointless. Your bum patrol. 
My bummer patrol is last night I saw the new Edgar Wright film, Baby Driver. Bummer patrol. It was great, and I loved it, and I won't spoil it for you, but I will say John Hamm is fantastic. As always. As always. And then I found out after the fact uh, that his part was written specifically for him. I'm like, oh, of course, yeah, I see that. That's, he, cool. that's why That's why it's so tailored perfectly to his strengths. Um, I, I but, liked him a uh, lot. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I liked him a lot in the first season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt that I finally watched. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, he's great in that. He's very funny. He is. I always forget that he was also in 30 Rock. I'm like, yeah, he is right. good at funny. Sure, he had hook hands. Oh, he was the best. He didn't at first. No, 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 that, no, that was, they built toward that. Uh, but no, it's a great movie. It's the heist movie, in case you don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go into detail. But I will say it takes place in Atlanta, and it's very authentic. There are great things about it, but... My bummer patrol is several times throughout the movie. I'm watching these really cool chase sequences uh, around my city, places I know. And the whole time I can't help but think, like, there's no way you can have a high-speed chase in Atlanta traffic. It's just not going to happen. It's going to be gridlock, bumper to bumper, and they would never get away. That's true. It's pretty bad. You've, dri- you've driven in it. You've seen the, the nightmare I live in. Well, do you mean just in the downtown area or the highways nearby? <clears throat> both. I've done both. The highways yeah. apparently collapse in flames. Yeah, right. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> it does in some movies, but not this one, I guess. No. I can't wait to see that. And the actual downtown, very not fun. I hated driving downtown. It's horrible. One but, of my least um, favorite escape rooms was down there. Which one? Uh, oh, I don't think I went to that one. No, you missed that one. I don't remember what it was called, but it was terrible. And this lady was like trying to give us to get money to her. It was just some homeless lady, but she she wasn't a nice kind of homeless lady. Oh, unfortunate. Yeah. But you know, that's a small, uh, dumb complaint I had about an otherwise fun movie. Well, I, I just remembered a story I'm going to tell real fast. So we were downtown. Uh, it was me, Megan. My sister was in the car, and her boyfriend Carlos was in the car. And I forgot why, but for some reason, Caitlin had to hop out of the car to, I think, go in some place and ask for directions or something. I don't know. Where to park, maybe. So we slowed down. She hopped out. And then we thought Carlos was going to, too, but I think he didn't realize that. So he stayed in the car, and then we had to keep going because it was a traffic light. So you stole her boyfriend? No, well, see, what we realized is Caitlin left her wallet and her phone in the car. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So we drove back around, and we didn't see her. We didn't know if she was trying to follow the car or head it off. We started going to loops. He hopped out eventually. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I think she's dead now. You know, that explains why I haven't seen her in the past couple of years. So, Probably. Sure. Even though I did mm-hmm. tell her that thing about the Italian tally marks. <clears throat> I think it oh, was her no. ghost. Sure. No, no, you're yeah, you're so over overwhelmed with guilt for having left her that you've created this fictional version of her. Well that that was also when Megan and I found it's the like parking a, lot and we tried to ask if like we were allowed to park there and we found out that she was the homeless lady who was standing weirdly close to us when we were trying to pay for the parking spot. Yeah, that that, that happens here a lot. So who it else, happens. Who else was in Baby Driver? Uh, let's see. 
Kevin Spaceman and cool. James Fox. Um, let's see. Who John Hamm. The, uh, the Baby Driver is played by a young young actor named Ansel Elgort. <laughs> Not a real name. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's uh, like I, I know it seems. Priebus. It sounds like an anagram. No, it sounds like a fake name you'd make up at a murder d- diner. No, I keep calling them murder diners. <laughs> I know that's not what it is, but it's I think we should do house. one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, I mean it's like Murder Kroger. I've told you about Murder Kroger. Oh, yeah, done on the podcast. I think we need to have oh. a whole section about terrible locations around America. We'll go oh, there good. live and record a podcast from Murder Kroger. I mean, yeah, Murder Kroger is like a like a local local legend. They finally got rid of Murder Kroger. Oh, that's sad. I'll talk about Murder Kroger on a future podcast, guys. I promise. Yeah, we should. Is there a point? Or you can, you or you go. go to the Wikipedia page for Murder Kroger because no. there totally is one. Don't do that. Wait, there's not one. I deleted it. Oh, did you? I guess you could. How are we going to keep people listening, Brian? If you don't keep the teaser. <laughs> oh right, right. I'm sorry. That'd be you like, know that's. <laughs> The news is like more at 11 uh, or just go look online. You'll find the news there. Sure. Sure. Or, um, or that's like if lost, you know, lost was great about, you know, putting the hook in and bringing you back next week with the big cliffhanger. But it'd be like, if it's a big ending, it's like, what do we, what do we do, Jacob? And it's like, he said, we have to move the Island. And then like, and then it comes back. It's like, but you know, not like, not like like physical, more like in time. It's not kind like of abstract. Let, yeah, no, no, we're not pushing it. There's okay. There's this big frozen wheel in the middle of the <laughs> island. <laughs> I forgot about the frozen donkey wheel. How could you ever forget about the frozen donkey wheel? That's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I, I mean, it technically a frozen polar bear wheel, but still. You're right. You're right. But I'm still. sorry. You're right. Uh, that concludes my bummer patrol. Let's move forward to uh, listener feedback. Sound. Oh. The mail's here. Mail time. Oh, great. Thanks. What's this? A letter for me. Time for feedback. If you'd like to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is happycastfeedback at googlemail.com. Uh, so shoot us an electronic mail, and we will read it on the show, and it will sound something like this. Ben, go. Dear Ben and Brian, I, mm, I, well, I, I appreciate um, that you're workshopping a character for the email. <laughs> but... sounds something like that. Oh, sorry. Okay. It will sound exactly like this. Hello, Ben and Brian. This is from Q, by the way. I should say that because otherwise you would be in suspense until the entire email is over, and then it says Q. We should probably do that at some point, just see if you can guess. I bet you can. I bet I could just by just through the language he uses. I'm like, oh, yeah, this sounds like a Q email. Hello, Ben and Brian. Interestingly, the reason Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was changed to the Sorcerer's Stone was that the American publisher felt kids would think philosophers are boring, but sorcerers are exciting, so the new title would sell better. Nowhere else but America has this change as far as I know. All right. That that checks out. I, I believe it. That makes sense. It's kind of a problem for me, too, because the plot of my alchemist lab is that you have to find the Philosopher's Stone. But some people are probably going to be like, oh, I don't know what that is. What about the Sorcerer's Stone? I want to find that thing. 
I mean, that's how the average customer sounds. The <laughs> burn, the philanderer stone. Oh, that's, no, that's a whole actually recorded, but <laughs> but not posted conversation. Okay. Uh, she continues. Nicholas and Paranel Flamel were real people who lived in Paris, France. They mysteriously came into a great deal of wealth, presumably from a wealthy relative, who left it in his or her will. I learned part of that because I wrote some of it into the diary entries and the story I wrote for the room. Oh. I'm curious as to why Ben's audio is missing under mysterious circumstances. Is that our last episode? Uh, I think we had one since then. Okay. But we skipped her email for some reason. I don't know why. I think why. we're out of time. But now okay. we're running long. So, sorry, Q. My guess, it was taken by the FBI or something. Whatever he said about the terrorist house must be really bad. Or the tornado did kill Ben and Brian. Mrs. Fizzbiz are talking to his ghost. Mm, that's, you know what? Yeah, we did fool, fool around with the Ouija board beforehand. Just like, hey, let's contact a ghost. We did. And we I forgot about, about terrorist that. houses. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, that's probably a thing. My happy hour this week, and by this week, uh, I mean June 2nd. Is <laughs> never mind. Is moving to a city. We haven't recorded since my birthday. Oh yeah, you're right. It's it has been a while. Is moving to a city. Public transportation, culture. I'm really excited, and it's much closer to home too. It will be a huge change for me coming from rural farmland. I didn't know that. Uh, my bumper troll is suddenly losing the ability to solve difficult Sudoku puzzles. Hmm. I used to be able to solve even the hardest ones, but lately I can't remember how I did it. I can solve easier ones, no problem, but the difficult ones, I eventually run into a wall. Hopefully my ability will come back as soon as it, or suddenly as it disappeared. Preserve happy, Q. Oh, well, thank you for the email, Q. Uh, since much time has passed since you wrote it, I hope that you have regained your ability to solve difficult Sudoku puzzles. Me too. If not, I suggest... You play Microsoft Sudoku. It's real, and you can earn achievements. Mm, That's I why do I like achievements. It. Oh, we got another email from June 18th. Oh, who's this one from? This is from my podcast reviews. Oh, cool, cool, great. Uh, how many new podcast reviews do we have? Hi, Ben. Thank you for trying my podcast reviews. Here's your digest of last month's podcast reviews for HappyCast. No latest reviews. Oh, I liked it when we were getting the spam reviews. Those were better. That was fun. <laughs> Do you have more than one uh, podcast? Would you like to receive these updates more often? Then upgrade your your subscription to a solo or higher plan, starting at only $5 per month. My, my doctor prescribed that I uh, follow the podcast reviews. We need even also, more updates about daily podcast. Daily updates. I want to know every day. Like, yep, still none. Not yet, but soon. <clears throat> All right, do we have any other actual emails? We don't, but I have a uh, different podcast news. Oh, okay, go ahead. Sort of. So uh, I still get push notifications from the Alphabet Scoop page. Mm -hmm. And uh, weirdly, it's still getting likes, like every other day or a few times a week. It gets at least one. And uh, huh. it's it's getting kind of weird at this point. I think it's either spammers or it's really big in India. 
<laughs> We're up to 53 <laughs> likes. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe you found your, your niche. And it's all people with Indian-sounding names. It might not be, but it's an awful lot of them. It keeps happening a really weird amount. Hmm. That is unusual. If like someone with like a similar sounding <clears throat> thing started there, and people are accidentally liking ours, or did they just discovered us and love us. Well, I feel like if you somehow reach a thousand likes from Indian listeners, you and Tizbiz have to fly out and do a live show in India. We should, but first, I guess I'll have to get a plane. I mean, you don't have to get a plane. You can just buy a ticket. You don't have to own your own. No, I, I think that's where I'm going. I will be the murder mystery dinner king of western Arkansas. <laughs> and I'll buy my own plane with that murder mystery money. I believe in you, Ben. Dream big. You can do it. I believe in me, too. But not that big. Also, never mind. Oh. I won't go into that. Oh, man. I'll leave everyone else in suspense for something that they'll never hear. Well, Ben, any more feedback? That's it. All right. I can make one up. Mm, okay, Brian, go ahead. Sweet no. hat. Love, Brian. Ah, great. I love it. So has anybody dressed up as you for Halloween, Ben? Not that I'm aware of, but it's possible Not. it happened and no one told me. Not yet. That'd Although I think, you know, I feel like, you know, last year I had one person dress up as me. That was cool, but I think that really is just getting the ball rolling. I think I'm going to be the big Halloween costume this year. Um, if if for you people... get that kid to tell two other kids, and they tell two other kids, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. have a whole pyramid of Brian's. Absolutely. And then it's not even just kids. Adults can be me. Uh, there can also be, like, like <laughs> there can be inappropriately uh, uh, scantily dressed Brian. For you know, that's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> they do have those at stores. They'll have the yeah. brand version. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Me it's me, but not man. quite me. <laughs> podcast man. Oh, mm. I'm sorry. I got very self indulgent there at the end. Uh, Are you so... going to come third in a Brian lookalike contest? <laughs> Like Charlie Chaplin? Yeah. When he came third in a Brian Lookalike contest? <laughs> yeah, he came third in a Brian Lookalike contest. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know why they're I, holding I, him. Was he the time traveler? <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Good times. Anyway, I think we've reached the end of this here podcast. We did. So I would like to thank everyone for listening. I would like to thank Ben for doing the heavy lifting on the podcast. So keep your feet on the ground and reaching toward the stars. Is that my sign off? I can't remember. It's been so long. That is the hardest way to reach for the stars. Why would you tell people to keep their feet on the ground to reach for the stars? I mean, you want to stay grounded. You don't want to, you know, I don't know. But realistically, Um, you're never possibly going to reach the stars, especially if you don't even try to jump. (laughs) Okay, so so keep your feet off the ground and reaching toward the stars. (laughs) Keep one foot on the ground at all times. Okay, sure. But the other one can be as high as you want it to be. Keep one foot in the past, but then both arms reaching toward the future. But then your <laughs> other foot, <laughs> your other foot is like in, a, in another dimension. It's like a cross-dimensional thing. And then you're probably just going to get ripped apart. Yep, and that's the end of you. What about the present? The present? Yeah, where do you put that? 
If you have a foot in the oh. past, one another dimension, your hands going forward into the future, what about the present? My heart is in the present at all times, Ben. Okay, so you were like just kind of tilted all weird, like a two-legged cow. Yep, yep. Lean... you have two legs. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I've always had two legs. for you. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> so that concludes the podcast. Until next week. Please, everyone, remember, stay happy. happy.